0: we all stand, step across the aisle, shake someone's hand, let them know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Why don't we give the Lord a good hand clap of praise? Praise the Lord. So glad to see everyone that's able to be in the house of God today. So thankful for God's goodness and His mercy. Lord bless you. You can be seated just for a few moments. And uh, we want to say how glad that we are, that our guests are here today. Glad that you're in the house of the Lord. Why don't all of our home folks give our guests a good hand clap. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the sunshine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good to us. We want to remember our announcements. Some of them you have already read today, but I want to remind you of those and uh, let's don't forget about our little fast that we're going on uh, from social media. And, and some of you are doing it for the Internet in general. And uh, I was looking this morning when I was uh, studying. Turn these monitors down just a little bit right now. And um, while I was studying, it flashed up on my my screen on my iPad about my screen time. It said my screen time... On my iPad and my phone was down 89% from what it was (laughs) the week before. So, um, and I said, well, where have I been using my time? And I got on there and it showed where I've been on my my word processor, which I use it to do my sermons and write notes. And then the other one I used in the Bible. I said, wow, maybe I need to do this more often and uh, so don't forget that, and then tonight is a very special service for the church, and uh, we are looking forward to it. We will have communion and foot-washing service tonight. That will be at the normal time. I ask you to be here early for prayer. There will be no choir practice tonight, and uh, we're going to spend our time in preparation and looking forward to God doing something good for us, so bring the things that you need for that um, for the foot washing and communion service, don't forget that, to bring those things with you. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. And I know this is a very serious time. It's a time of soul searching, spirit searching, and making sure we are in the right uh, avenue and right place with God. But it's also a time of celebration as we remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. Now... Before you think that you want to skip out on this, let me remind you of what Jesus told the Apostle Peter. Peter wanted to skip out on it. And he told him, he said, except I wash your feet, you're going to have no part with me. And Jesus commanded us that as oft as we do it, we do it in remembrance of the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. And so you don't want to skip it. You just want to get right where you feel good about doing it. And we're going to have a great time in the Lord. We're not going to be in a hurry. And we're not going to be in a hurry when we're taking communion. And we're not going to be in a hurry when we're washing feet. And we're certainly not going to be in a hurry when the Holy Ghost falls. I'm expecting God to do something great in this place today and tonight also. So remember that. Uh, Don't forget. Uh, Brother Townley's men meeting next weekend. That's Friday and Saturday. There will be chant, uh, transportation provided <clears throat> for um, for Saturday. Some of the men want to get together and go Friday night. There'll be a van available for that if I have someone to drive it. And so if you want to get together and do that, that's fine. But we will be taking the bus over uh, Saturday and having a great time in the Lord, and then following. Uh, Saturday service back here Sunday, Brother Bertram, which will be one of the speakers there at Men's Conference, will be here with us, Brother Paul Bertram, and we're looking forward to a great move of the Holy Ghost. Youth Rally is the 17th, don't forget that, just because it has youth on it doesn't mean that all the elderly folks are excluded from it uh come we're going to have a great time in the lord support the young people the young people from across uh this area that will be here we're going to have a great time in the lord brother marks will be preaching and then we will be starting revival that weekend with brother marks and uh, we are scheduled for for 5 or 6 weeks and may even go longer and we're just expecting god to do something great for us in the house of the Lord. So remember those announcements. Now, coming up Wednesday. Actually, um, January the 1st was a very important day. Sister Duplessy turned 83. Is it 83 or 87? 83 years old. January the 1st. January the 8th, Elvis Presley was born on January the 8th, and uh, my brother celebrates his birthday on January the 8th, was it Richard Nixon celebrates his birthday or celebrated his birthday on January the 8th, Brother Duplessis celebrates his birthday on January the 8th, and uh, we're going to have we're going to have a celebration we're going to have church Wednesday how many enjoyed the word of god Tuesday night some of you can't clap for that i know but sister pat just can't clap for that she's still offended over it and uh, but we had a great time if if you was not here Tuesday night you need to get the cd brother duplici was in rare form Tuesday night And uh, I just think that it would be a great time, Wednesday night, for him to preach on Wednesday night. is it Wednesday night, January the 8th? Is that the 8th? Wednesday? So we're going to let him preach his own birthday sermon. And then when we get through in here, we're going to go over to the gym and we're going to have a celebration and a birthday party for Brother and Sister Duplessy Wednesday night after church. Now, you wonder what you can buy everybody, uh, somebody that's got everything that they need and everything that they want. I want to tell you, Brother Duplessis loves to eat. Go buy gift cards to restaurants. That's what he wants and that's what he desires. And this works on twofold purpose. So when he goes to eat with me, I say, you got any gift cards? So it saves me money too. But... Brother Adams' birthday is January the 8th. Brother Duplis is going to preach you a birthday sermon on January the 8th, Brother Adams. And he's also going to sing you a song on January the 8th, Brother Adams. We're going to have a great time and uh, looking forward to that. So remember that. That will be Wednesday night. And uh, let's pray for Brother and Sister Myers. Both of them are sick and unable to be here. Uh, it's already been mentioned Sister McKinney needs a touch from the Lord. Let's pray for Brother Dale Stevens. He needs a touch from the Lord. Ask God to touch him. Brother Marvin Hicks. And let's also pray for Brother Flowers that the Lord would give him a miracle in his body. Amen. I know it's 11 o'clock today. How many's hungry? Well, I'm doing pretty good. That's a few of you. How many hungry in your spirit that want some spiritual food? Oh, man. Yes. Praise God. Let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse number 7. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 7. I want to say thank you to all those who went with us and supported us there in Texarkana. And we had a great time in the Lord. I want to thank the young people for their response and uh, getting in the service and setting on the front and second seats in the, the church man that's great when you look out there and see your young people sitting there and uh, all the ones that drove uh, that come that could not be there and could not ride the bus on Thursday that come for Friday. I appreciate it very much. Thank you and for the ones that listen. On Holy Ghost Radio, thank you. I was going to tell you, I know we're kind of fasting from Internet, but I was going to tell you, and I forgot, that you could listen to me preach on Holy Ghost Radio. I wouldn't make a, make a um, motion to, to okay that. So I thank you and all the compliments and all the prayers. I appreciate it very much. Lord bless you and thank you for Brother James and Sister Sharon going and driving the bus. Brother Alan and Sister Angela going with the young people. Acts chapter 12, verse number 7, the scripture says, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. The angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side. And raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto him. Now listen to what the angel of the Lord said. This is what I'm going to be preaching about this morning. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did and he saith unto him cast thy garment about thee and follow me he told him to girt thyself bind on thy sandals cast thy garment about thee and follow me let's put our bibles down let's ask the lord to help us in this house today god We're depending on You, our faith, our confidence, our trust, and our hope is in You. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon me. I pray, God, that You would anoint the words that I speak. Anoint this congregation today. Anoint us, Lord, to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, and to respond to Your Word, and to be a doer of the Word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Say it like you mean it, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you from this subject this morning. This is my thought. Get up and get out. Now, that's not... That's not, not speaking literally like you're to get up right now and get out. But I'm talking about spiritual things. Get up and get out. There are things that happen in our life that we as individuals become accustomed to. And by that happening, we get very comfortable with those things that are going on in our life. I, I think about... uh Billboards. How many's ever seen a billboard on the side of the highway, and you notice it? It grabs your attention, and uh, the bright colors or the wording or or something like that would just reach out and grab your attention. And then, after a period of time of passing that same billboard, what happens? It just seems like it just goes away, that we don't even notice it. Any longer A building that goes up Immediately we start noticing that they're building a building And then years later we don't even notice the building even being there Because when things get familiar to us We don't even recognize it any longer That's the way some people are about their relationship Amen, just thought I'd drop that in on you That the more comfortable you get with it, the less you notice it. But there are things that happen in our life that, that hinder us, that are very distracting to us, that, that causes us grief, that causes us pain, that causes us sorrow, that, that really hinders our, our relationship with people, and it hinders our relationship with God. But over, a process of time, we learn how to live with that. And, uh, we learn how to cope with that. How many, how many's ever had an injury? How many has a, a bad knee or a bad, a bad leg or a bad shoulder or a bad brain, I mean a, <clears throat> a bad foot that, that you learn how that if that hurts, you just stop doing that. And, uh, if you put weight or twist in a certain way, you, uh, you stop, you stop twisting that way. Well, I, I hurt my shoulder years ago playing racquetball and, uh, I, I quit for a while and then I started playing. My shoulder was not right, but I, I found out there's ways that I could move it that it didn't hurt. There's ways I could swing that it didn't hurt. But there was certain ways that, that I could not swing because it hurts. And so I learned how to cope with that. Well, it's gradually gotten worse. And so I haven't played in quite some time, but I can remember I, 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 I deal with allergies and I, I'm allergic to different things and uh through time i've I've figured out things that I was allergic to and and so eventually i I went to the doctor and i I was asking him about these allergies and if there's anything that I could do, he said, "Well, do you know what you're allergic to and i said yes sir i I know practically uh everything that i'm allergic to there's there's um cologne and perfume and scented stuff and all of that." That stuff," said. "I'm I'm pretty much allergic to that." I said also that what hinders me the most is things that I like to do. I'm allergic to deer and uh, the hair on deer, and uh, I'm allergic to elk. And I like to deer and elk hunt. And uh, I found out that I'm allergic to horses. I can't be around horses and can't have horse hair on me. And and um, I'm allergic to. To goats, which that wasn't too bad Stay away from goats But the other things are a little bit inconvenient With life And he said, so you know you're allergic to deer You know you're allergic to elk You know you're allergic to horses You know that you're allergic to goats I said, yes sir, without a doubt He said, what does it do? I said, well, it, it swells my eyes shut It breaks me out, shuts down my breathing I have an asthma attack and I can't hardly breathe He said, so you know that That deer, that elk, that horses, that goats do that. And I said, yes, sir. Is there anything we can do for it? And he said, yes, there is. I said, man, after all these years, I'm going to get relief. He said, what you need to do is stay away from deer, stay away from horses, stay away from elk, and stay away from goats. I said, I was thinking about a cure. He said, that's the best cure you can have. Just stay away from it. I said, but those things are things that I like in life, minus the goats. But he said, well, he said, some things you have to learn how to live with and adjust your life around because there's things that, that, that afflict you and things that cause you grief, things that cause you heartache and things that cause you, uh, difficulties in life. And so we learn how to live with these things that we have And uh, you learn how You learn how to stay away from things That cause you grief And then you learn how to deal with the grief Of things that you can't stay away from Now The lack of Of spiritual things We get comfortable with In life That that things that That we We, uh, we don't get to where we need to be in God that there seems like that there is a a gulf fixed between us and really getting to where we need to be with God that we pray how many's ever prayed how many's ever prayed that's about 80% of you um how many's ever prayed and it seemed like that your prayers were hitting a wall that's about a hundred percent of you. And so, so there, there is times where these things happen and over a period of time, we, draw, we grow accustomed to these things and we accept these things as being just part of life. That's just the way that it is. That's just the way that it's going to happen. It happened like that yesterday. It happened like that last week, and it's going to happen like that the next time I pray. That we come to church, and we worship, and there feels like that there is just a wall that keeps us from breaking through to what we need to be in God, and getting to where we want to go in God. And so, after this happens for a period of time in our life, instead of pressing through, instead of breaking through, instead of praying until we get that victory, we learn how to cope with that. And we just accept it as a way of life. <clears throat> now, when I look at this story in um, in the, the book of Acts, it's telling us a story about, about Peter and about Uh, what, what something that tragic that had happened to Peter. And when this happened to Peter, Herod took Peter and he locked him in prison. Now, Herod had the intentions. Anybody know what his intentions was? He had killed James. He had already cut off James's head and it pleased so many people to wear He had went and captured Peter, and he was going to do the same thing to Peter. But he was waiting on the time of the Passover and Easter to pass, where then he could go ahead and continue on with his plan of what he had in store for Peter. And so, I find this very interesting in this story, that the Bible tells us that, That, behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. Speaking that the angel of the Lord came upon Peter. And the light shined into the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. And he raised Peter up. Now, this is what Peter was doing. Peter had gotten comfortable in the situation that he was in. Now, I've preached this many times before. And I preached it like this, that, that you just, you just trust in God, that Peter was relaxed and had peace about the situation because he was trusting in God. And I, I don't deny that and I don't take that back. But if for a moment this morning, we could look at this from a little different perspective and look at it from the fact that Peter had already decided ...that what had happened to James... ...he had already come to the conclusion that what had happened to James is also going to happen to him. And there's nothing that he could do about it. He couldn't fight the guards. He couldn't bend the prison wall doors and break the locks. And so he had decided, well... I got just a few days to rest and a few days before I die. So I might as well have a piece about the situation that I am in. Now, sometimes in life, we grow accustomed to things that happen. We grow accustomed to this, to thinking and the mindset how many, how many had a father that died an early death of sickness? Anybody ever had a mother that died an early death of sickness? And so this is what the devil says. This is the devil's tactic. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Cooper, aren't you about the oldest Cooper, male Cooper that's You've lived longer than about any other Cooper male. They all died of heart disease, is that correct? And uh, heart attacks and things. And so what the devil says is, my my daddy died at 61 of a heart attack. My My grandpa on my daddy's side died at like 64 with a heart attack. Uh, my daddy's first heart attack. Somebody asked me this just the other day. He had his first heart attack in his early 40s, and he dealt with that all of his life until he passed away of a massive heart attack at 61. I had a brother that died of a heart attack at 45. I had a sister that's had two heart valve replacements, and uh, she's not even 60 yet. And so this is what the devil says. This is what the devil says. Well that same sickness you know it's it's just in your genes that's what the doctor says he says by your ham, family history that it's pretty evident that you will have uh heart trouble and so they 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 check me out every year to try to make sure that my heart is still healthy and and put me on more medication to keep my cholesterol down and all of all of those things and so This is what the devil places in your mind. Now some of you deal with this very same thing. I honestly, I I don't let it bother me too much until I start feeling a little tightness in my chest and then it starts bothering me a little bit. And I I told my brother one day, I said, uh, I said, you know, I was, I had this tightness in my chest and I was out, I was out just walking around the neighborhood and I said, Man, I, I didn't know if it was indigestion or if I was having a heart attack. He said, boy, you better go get that checked out. I said, well, I checked it out myself. I decided if it was a heart attack, there's only one way to find out. And that's if, uh, if I run around the neighborhood, if it's a heart attack, I'll fall over dead. And if it's not, I don't have anything to worry about. He said, what did you do? I said, I just took off running as hard as I could. He said, you're an idiot. I said, it wasn't a heart attack. I don't have anything to worry about. It was indigestion. And so there's ways to test. I wouldn't advise everybody to do that. But but it's just a, it's the way the devil attacks your mind. And so we learn to accept the status quo of, yep, yeah, that happened to them. Have you ever been around anybody and you say, boy, oh, so and so got cancer. They said, well, what kind was it? Well, it was this kind. Where was he hurting? Well, he had a terrible hurting in his, in his, in his left side. And they said, ooh, man, that's exactly where I've been hurting. And so they accept the status quo of this is what I've got. This is what's going to end my life. This is where it's going to all fall apart. And then, People do the same thing spiritually because, and this, this is what happens in life. I deal, now I do deal with this and I do worry about this and I do have to pray about this. I look at, at preachers that, that have been great and of great success and done great things and had a, a great ministry that have fallen, that have stumbled, that have went off into false doctrine or have failed in sin. Now the devil does tell me at times, who do you think you are? That you're going to be able to stand the temptations of the adversary. I got them and I'm coming after you. And so these are things that the devil tempts and pressures our mind and our spirit with and constantly and so we just say because my parents fail that's just I'm destined to fall because I had great confidence in brother so and so and he had a great walk with God and he failed it's quite evident that I'm not the spiritual giant that he was so I'm going to fall also they backslid, so who do I think that I am that I'm going to make it through? Now, you can act like I'm preaching to to somebody that never fights any of these things, but I know that you fight them. I know there's things in, in our family history that bothers us from time to time. But I come to tell you, now this, this is a saying, and, and I read the Bible and I find this true, that there is, in biblical word, there is a such a thing as family curses that are handed down. Now if you think it's not, if it's not, you don't think this is true, you go back and read the Bible. You can find where sins of the fathers was passed down to the second and to the third generation. Because the father sinned. Because the father didn't do right. There's a curse on his family. Now, now there's there's in the Word of God where a man was sick. A man had a problem. And so they brought him to Jesus. And they said... Who sinned this man or his parents because of a such thing known as a generational curse. People have generational curses because their father was unfaithful. They think they carry that into their relationship. Because their mother was unfaithful, they carry that into their relationship. And they look at it as a generational curse. Now, I believe in generational curses. Don't get me wrong. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That I believe this, so I, I think it's of the utmost importance as you as a father, you as a mother, that you would live holy because you're not just living for yourself, but you're living for the future generation. And I don't want to bring any unwanted evil upon my children. Well, some of you is like the king that said, Lord, give me peace in my day. No, I want to do right because I want my children to have the best that they can possibly have in life. Now, now this is what Jesus said. He said, neither him nor his father, but that the glory of God might be manifest. It wasn't the sin of his father. Wasn't the sin of his grandfather. Wasn't the sin of his mother or his grandmother. It wasn't even his sin. But it was for the glory of God to be manifest. Now, with that being said, talking about generational curses. Talking about, I believe that there are a such thing as generational curses. It's kind of like, Someone being on drugs that has a baby. They call them a drug baby. They go they go through withdrawals just like somebody coming off of drugs. It's a shame because it's nothing that they did. It's a curse that their parents have put on them. But with that being said, you cannot get comfortable in thinking what happened to daddy is going to happen to me. What happened to mama is going to happen to me. Their sickness will be my sickness. Their disease will be my disease. Their sin will also track me down and hunt me down and destroy my spiritual walk with God. Because as sure as there is generational
1: curses, there is a God... That can break every generational curse that's ever been placed on mankind. He is known as the God of the generational curse stopper. It's kind of like the old saying is, the buck stops here. When you get in the church... And you are filled with the Holy Ghost. And you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you're living a holy and a dedicated and consecrated life before God. The blood has been applied. And the generational curse cannot pass through
2: the blood. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: There was an old song that they used to sing that said something like this, that you can't cross over the bloodline. I come to tell the devil and I come to tell you today that you need to get up and get out. You've allowed the devil to torment your mind, to torment your spirit, to tell you that you cannot have victory. Amen. The devil is a liar. The God that we serve has a bloodline. Hallelujah. We lose that old nature in water baptism in Jesus name. We lose that oath. I know my name might still be Looper. Amen. But I don't take on all the Looper traits and the Looper faults and the Looper failures. Why? Because I went to an altar and I went to a baptismary in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. Amen. I don't bear that name. I don't bear those scars. I don't bear those faults. I don't bear those... But I bear the name of Jesus. And in Him was no sin found. So really when you get down to the nitty gritty, I don't carry any sins from my Father. Because my real Father didn't know any sin. Oh, some of you don't understand. Everybody in this house today ought to be standing to your feet shouting to the glory and the majesty of God. I don't carry that. I don't carry the grief. I don't carry the pain. I don't carry the heartache.
0: Amen. 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 So you can't get comfortable. And thinking what happened to them is just going to happen to me. Peter had decided he was going to be in prison for a while. Peter had gotten relaxed in the jailhouse. He had gotten so relaxed. How many, how many has ever? Ever walked into the house and somebody said would well, take off your shoes and stay a while and you say no I'm just going to be here a minute if you're going to be here a minute you don't take off your shoes now if Peter would have went into the jail house like he was coming out he wouldn't ever took off his shoes. Some of you in your dilemma have taken off your shoes and propped up your feet and just accepted the status quo. Well, I'm preaching to you right now. It's just the way it's gonna be. You look, look at those doors there. I'm not getting out of here. It's kinda of like we have gotten like the man that was walking through the graveyard. He was a drunk guy and he had walked through the graveyard and he had fell in a, in a grave out there in the middle of the graveyard that they had opened up. And a little bit after he had fell in, he had tried to get out and tried to get out and tried to get out and couldn't get out. And then there was another man that was coming through the graveyard. And he stumbled off in the dark and fell in the same grave. And he jumped and he bucked and he clawed and he tried to dig himself out and crawl up the side of the, the grave. Whole wall. And said, about that time he heard a voice that says, you might as well sit down and get comfortable. You can't get out of here. But he did. Y'all think about that. You'll get it here shortly. But he did get out. Why? I want to tell you today, the devil has told some of you, go ahead, get comfortable. Take off your shoes. Go ahead. Peter, the Bible said he had done took off his coat. I'm going to get comfortable because I'm just about to get after it here.
2: Amen. I'm
0: going to get comfortable because... I just have decided to stay here just a little while. I might as well relax. I can't go anywhere. Look, there's a quadrant of soldiers around me.
1: There was two on this side and two on that side. There was a locked door in front of him. And the devil had already convinced him what they'd done to James. Peter, they're going to do the same thing to you. Your, your, your life is over. Your ministry is over. Your work here on earth is over. Now, Peter was relaxed and really wasn't fretting about it. But there should have been something in Peter to realize that it's not over. Until God says it's over And I haven't heard the voice of God tell me That it's over yet i come to tell somebody It's time for you to get up And get out It's time for you to make up in your mind I don't have to live like this any longer Took off his
0: shoes Took off his garment. He had gotten comfortable in his dilemma. So comfortable, man, the man went to sleep. And we talk about him, man, he was so comfortable in God, he just slept through it.
1: And I preached about it. But he was so comfortable with the situation that he never thought he was going to get out. Amen. Some of you have got comfortable with no job. And just said, well, I'm never going to get a job. The right job is not going to come by. There's no hope. Amen. Some of you have gotten comfortable with no money. Amen. It's not God's will for us to be scavengers uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, praise God. Not enough money to pay the bills. Not enough money to keep the lights on. Not enough money to go to the grocery store. I want to tell you, you want to get blessed? First of all, you'd be faithful to the house of God. Second of all, you'd be faithful in your tithe and your offering. Amen. I know, I know what some of you's thinking right now. Oh, the pastor wants more money. No, no, no. It's not about the pastor having more money. It's about this. Listen to me very close. God can't bless what God don't have. Amen. If you ever realize that concept that the first goes to God. Not after all the bills are paid. It goes to the temple. It goes to the house of God. God will take that first fruit and bless it to go further and buy more and do more. Got to have people coming in that you don't even know. Got to have money coming in that you don't know where it comes from because it's God's good will that you be in good health and prosper.
2: Amen. 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 You can't, you can't, you can't hold it back from God.
0: Amen. You can't, you can't hold it back and say, Oh, I'll just save this. And when I get everything else, this is not in my notes, but it's in my spirit today. Some of you want to wonder why well, I can't ever get ahead. I can't ever get ahead. I can't ever get ahead. It seems like I'm, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul and, and I can't ever get ahead. No, the reason why you can't, you haven't learned how to get ahead. I'm trying to help you today. Amen. You know what? Everything, everything that God gives me before I pay one
1: bill, I take 10% and I set it aside. Now this is God. This goes into the ministry. Hey, not my ministry either. Hey, Amen. This, this other 5%. Now you don't, you don't have to do this, but it'll work for you. This other 5%. This goes to the church uh, of the furtherance of the church. This goes to missions. Uh, this goes to paying the light bill of the church. This is what God has chosen us to do. And God said, I'm going to pour you out a blessing. Don't get mad because I'm blessed. Amen. I found out there's a way to get in the blessing flow of God.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Amen. No money. And you've got used to it. Well,
0: my parents didn't have any money, so I'm not going to have any money. They never succeeded on the job. I'll never succeed on the job. God didn't call you to just be a regular old hired hand and never be noticed. Amen. I was just talking to a guy. He come up and was sharing this with brother, with me and brother Jackson and brother Uh, Shoemaker. Amen. He was from my brother's church. He said, I got, I got a new job. Brother Goldman. uh, He said, man, God bless me. He said, I was at a meeting and another company walked
1: up to me uh, and said, man, there's something about you. I need a man like you. Uh, He said, send in your resume. He said, I sent in my resume uh, and they called me in for an interview. Uh, He said, I don't know what it is about you. He said, but your interview just popped out. When I looked at it He said when you walked in And I've done interviewed eight people for this job That's more qualified He said but when I walked in said it was just a glow I need you in my company hey, Amen I come to tell you today God's got a blessing Don't get comfortable in your dilemma
2: <laughs> Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've said
1: this before. Some of you some of you has caught on to it because when you text me, your words you text a little bit different. Amen. I want to tell you don't claim sickness. It's not my My health issue, it's the devil's health issue that he's afflicted my body with. Amen, it's not my cancer. It can go back to hell from where it came. It's not my heart disease. It don't belong to me. You've got to get it made up in your mind. No, 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 no. I'm not claiming it. I'm not getting satisfied with it. I'm not getting comfortable.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But the devil calms our, cal- attacks our
0: mind and our spirits and says, well, nobody else has ever got healed of this, you know. Last person you know that had this died. The person that you know that's
2: got it, that you've seen in the hospital, you've seen the way they look. That's the way you're going to look. Hey Amen. I, I tell you, I tell you. I tell you this, church,
0: hey amen, I, I might die tomorrow, but I'm certainly not planning on it. Hey amen. They might call me and say, hey, you got, you got stage four kidney failure, but I'm not planning
1: on it. And God being my helper, if, if any sickness ever attacks my body... I want to look the devil in the eye and say, it might kill me, but you still don't win. It's still not mine. I'm still not compl- I'm still not accepting it. I'm still not gonna be buddy-buddy with it. Amen. God is a miracle worker. God is a deliverer. God can set you free. God can heal your body. God can take the way of pain. God can do it. Amen. Some of you, some of you have gotten happy with not being happy.
2: You have accepted the loss of happiness.
0: You like to be miserable. Why? Because you have gotten accustomed to that. And you have accepted that. That man, like one guy said, said, you could, you could, you could, uh, you could give them a million dollars and they'd complain about having to pay taxes. If somebody gave it to you, what does it matter? You still got more than you had when you started.
2: <laughs> but, but they, there's nothing on,
0: he, in heaven nor in earth that can make some people happy. I'm pretty much, I pretty much come to that conclusion. No matter what, man, somebody cook you a steak, it's too done. It's too rare. It's too tough. It tastes like mush. It's too tender. I like something that I can chew on and when I I could just cut it with my fork. Shame on this place. I tell you what, I don't even want to pay for it. Nothing, nothing. And some of you have gotten so accustomed to that. You're not happy in your relationship. And you've got accustomed to that. Just the way that it is. I'm miserable in my life. I'm miserable with my wife. I'm miserable with my husband. Now just to let you know, I wasn't talking about my wife. I said my husband too. Y'all know I don't have that. That's one problem I don't have. Amen. But I'm miserable. I'm miserable.
1: And you gripe and you bicker and you complain. Happiness is a choice. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd be be like, be like I, I told Nathaniel when I was,
0: when I was performing the ceremony for him and Tammy, I said, look, I said, now, you love her. Oh, yes, sir. You you think she's just great. Oh, yes, sir. I said,
1: now, in ten years, if you change your mind, you like what I created. you the one that messed her up. When you married them, they were perfect. You couldn't live without them. You know, pretty much they haven't changed, maybe shapes. They haven't changed a whole lot. Their attitudes haven't changed. Their likes and dislikes haven't changed. But have you ever thought that you could be the one that's changed? Some of you need to pray that God would help you to be happy. In your another woman, another man is not going to satisfy you. Even the only thing that can satisfy you is to realize, Get up and get out of your pity party. Get up and get out of your misery. Get up and get out of your situation. I'm going to go home a different man. I'm going to go home a different woman. I'm going to change.
2: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah.
0: I know I know what time it is, and I know I'm going a little long, and I'm not done yet. But it's going to be a long time before I preach to y'all again, because we're starting revival, and this will be the last time that I preach for quite some time. But I I come to preach to somebody today, Amen. I come to try to help somebody today,
1: Amen. It's not another person that you need to get to, to make you happy. That internet fling that you have is not going to satisfy you, Amen. That person that you're trying to connect with from your past uh, is not going to do the trick. Uh, amen. That I'm going to tell you what can. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the person that you live with. Uh, there's something wrong with their spirit uh, and your desire. Uh, amen. You've gotten comfortable uh, with the way that things are. Make up in your mind. I'm just going to be happy. Uh, I'm going to live for God. Uh, I'm going to get faithful to God. Uh, I'm going to bring happiness uh, into my home. Uh, I'm going to bring happiness uh, into my relationship. Somebody clap your
2: hands And shout unto the Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah No peace Amen No peace Everything's a turmoil Everything's messed up Everything
0: is terrible I want to tell you Reading too much news Will make you a miserable person Worrying about everything that's going on in the world will make you a a miserable person. Worried if Trump killed the wrong guy or not will make you a miserable person. Worried about what Iran and Iraq and China and North, North Korea or South Korea is going to do
1: will make you a miserable person. Worried about what your sports team is going to do will make you a miserable person. They're all going to lose in the end. Amen. The only thing that's going to survive is what I have in God. Amen. I'm not going to get comfortable in my problem because this problem don't belong
0: to me
2: hallelujah
0: hallelujah no joy happiness is a choice joy is an inward experience that can only come from God amen you can buy things that will make you happy you can go shopping and make you happy but you have to have joy down in your heart when those credit card bills come in to still be happy. Hey, Amen. Some of you is about to get a big test when those start rolling in from from Christmas. Hey, Amen. And you don't even talk to those people you spent all that money on. And uh, they didn't buy you what you bought them. So, you, you know, Santa Claus gets all mixed up. But what does not get mixed up is the power and the joy that comes from Him. That's way down in this This spirit of ours. Amen. This joy, this joy that I've
1: got, the world did not give it to me. Amen. This joy that i got, the world did not give it to me. It only comes from above.
0: That's the only source of joy that will ever last in our life. No victory. No victory. Come to church and everybody else is worshiping. I don't know what they're jumping about. I don't know what they think they're feeling. I don't feel anything. No victory. See, what you don't understand, worship is not about what you feel. You worship because of what you know. And when you ever understand that I don't have to be in the Spirit to dance before God. I don't have to be in the Spirit to leap. What does that say? Leap for... Leap for it. Not leap because you've got joy,
1: but leap for joy. I'm I'm leaping for it. I'm working for it. But some of us says, oh, if God ever moves on me, oh, I will shout. Amen. How about just shouting in advance? How about getting sick and tired of not having any victory in your life? And say, devil, tonight's the night I come to kick you in the mouth. I come to tear down the walls. I come to get up and get out of my pride.
2: Amen, Amen.
0: Where's O Elmer at? Amen. You ask O Elmer say what does Mama say? He said, no 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 no. What does mama say? No 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 no. See, that's in his mind, that's what he thinks it is all about. everything I do, no, no no. Some of you is every time you try to get victory, every time you try to have joy, every time you try to get happy, the devil's shaking his finger saying, "No, no, 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 no. And you've got comfortable with, "Oh, if he tells me, no, 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 I don't want to make him mad. I don't want to testify and, and make him upset. The devil's already mad.
1: He's already upset. That's not going to make him any crankier than he already is. The devil's the devil. He's mad at you. He hates you. He's trying to condemn your soul to hell. Who cares what the devil says? Get tired of the devil telling you, No, 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 no. I think I'm going to shout tonight. No, no, no. I think I'm going to go to church tonight. No, 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 no. I think I'm going to run the aisles. No, 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 no. Even hey it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to make up in your mind. I don't care what you say, devil.
2: Amen.
0: That's what old Elmer does. He do not really care what his mama says. He does it anyway. Oh, I wish somebody would get
1: a hold of what I'm preaching today. I wish somebody had grasped hold of what God's trying to tell you today. God's trying to help you out. God's trying to show you a better way. God's trying to improve your life. You need to get tired of, no, 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 no. Aren't you tired of it? Amen. God's saying, yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on, come on. All you that are weary and heavy laden, come on. Cast all your cares upon me. I care for you.
0: There's some things that Peter had to do before he could get deliverance. The angel of the Lord, the bright light from the angel of God shone in the prison cell where he was at. But the first thing that he had to do, the angel told him, he said, girt yourself. Now what does that mean? Anybody know what girt means? It means to prepare oneself for
1: action.
2: Hmm.
0: When I read this, it sounded good to me. See, he had already gotten a relaxed state where he was not even prepared to get out. So the first thing he had to do was change his mindset. The first thing that some of you need to go into your house when you leave this church building today and say, okay, devil, right now, right now, you've made me miserable long enough. You've made me worry long enough, devil. Today, things are changing. You've got to prepare yourself mentally
1: and you've got to prepare yourself spiritually to go to the place that God wants you to be. Number one, Peter, get up and girt yourself. Change your mind. You're not going to die at the hands of Herod. Oh, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. But the angel said, Peter, make up your mind. What happened to James? It's not going to happen to you. God still got you. God still worked. God still got to work.
0: Amen. Before God can do anything for some
1: of you, you have got to change your mindset. You've got to see victory.
2: How many ever had a dream of the future?
0: I've had dreams. You know what? One day I'm going to share them with you. But right now I've got them written down. I've gotten written down when I dream something that God wants to do in the future. I take it I got a, I got a document that's listed on my, on my iPad that says Dreams. And I write them down just where, where I, because if we're not careful, we forget those. And it's God trying to change our mindset. Now every dream is not from God, but God will give us dreams and visions to propel us into the future of what God
1: wants us to do and what God wants us to be. But change your mindset, church. Come on, saint of God, see victory, see a bigger horizon, see more. Amen. Expect and see revival. Get the vision of your children coming in to the house of God. Get the vision of people playing through in the altar. You've got to dream it. You've got to see it. You've got to envision it. You can't get comfortable.
0: Hey, Amen. Amen. It worries me. It worries me. When I can preach about revival and your children, your backslid children coming into the church and there's no response. You've gotten comfortable with them not sitting there on the pew beside you. You've gotten comfortable with them not being at the church when you get there. You've gotten comfortable Without seeing them in the prayer room. And it's just become a way of life. It's just the way it's going to be. And I've accepted it. And I'm just going through the motions. And I'm just comfortable with the status quo. No, 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 no. Amen. Every time a preacher gets up and says, God wants to save your children...
1: I see a lot of you that don't have it yet. God wants to bring your lost children back. That. Now hold hold up just a second. Hold up just a second. And I know I'm going long and I apologize. But if you would understand when the preacher stands behind the desk and he says God wants to save your children. They're not just uttering things that they've thought in the back of their mind. That's God giving you a word of confirmation that God wants to save your children. Your children. Your children. Your children. Your children. children, children your children you need to take it another promise another promise that fans the flames of dreams and desires it's another promise I'm not getting comfortable God I can see it happening God I can envision it taking place
2: put on your shoes
0: put on your shoes Peter It's quite evident when you take off your shoes, you got comfortable, Peter. God never intended for you to be comfortable in prison. God never intended for a saint of God to be comfortable locked up in a spiritual prison. I want to ask you a question. How long has it been since you spoke in tongues? I want you to think back. How long has it been since you got carried away in the Holy Ghost? Don't believe the lie from hell. That says, oh, you just need to do it one time. And don't, don't pray. And don't worry about it ever happening again. And, and just be passive about it. Amen. God never called us to be passive. Amen. I want to tell you, fighting in this battle that we're fighting in, we need to speak in tongues often.
1: We need to pray often. We need to get caught up in the Holy Ghost often.
0: I promise you, I pray at God, God, I don't speak in tongues every day. But when I go four, five, six, seven, eight days and I realize, hey man, I haven't spoken tongues in the last few days. I start saying, God, what's wrong? What's wrong? God, i got to get connected here. I can't live like this. I don't want this to become a way of life and just get comfortable with it. Amen. Get your shoes on. Get your shoes on. Hey, Amen. When you're going to walk out of something, you got to have your shoes on. i tell you this. I apologize, but I'm not through. I can't help it. Hey, Amen. I, I Every time I get on a plane, I, I have a near-death experience. It doesn't matter how much I fly. I still don't like to fly. And when I get on a plane, there's something that that I, I just do. When I get on a plane, when I'm walking in the plane, it doesn't matter who's there. doesn't matter who's listening. I put my hand on the side of the plane. And I start praying, oh, God, don't let us have any trouble. We don't even have to have a crash and I would die, God. Don't let us have any trouble. There's another thing that I don't do. I don't take my shoes off until we're way up in the sky. Now, i got a reason for that. The reason for that is, if something happens in the midst of a takeoff or a landing, i got my shoes on. I'm getting out. You hear me? I, I'm not staying. I'm not staying. I might have to run over, run over some broken, broken chairs. I might, I might have to run through some flames. I want my shoes on cause, cause I'm getting out. When you're getting out of something, you got your shoes on.
1: Woo! When you're getting ready to get out, you got your shoes. How many's got your shoes on this morning?
0: i got my shoes on. I'm, I'm getting out. I'm not staying. I'm not staying. Get your garment on, Peter. Get your garment on. You can't get out when you don't have your garment on, Peter. You can't walk out in the street without your clothes on, Peter. you got to have your garment on. Put your garment on. And then, the last thing that he was commanded to do. Follow me. Get your shoes on. Get your mindset right. Get your shoes on. Put your garment on. And follow God. Follow me right through this shut door. I can't walk through a shut door when I'm following the angel. Walk through this gate, Peter. But the gate's shut. But when the angel comes there, Walk on, follow me, Peter. And it was not until he got him outside the prison and outside the gates that Peter looked around and said, the angel's gone. Now you know what to do, Peter. You just go where you need to go and do what you need to do. And he went to a prayer meeting. Get your shoes on. It's time to get up and it's time to get out. I'm not accepting it. I'm not getting used to it.
1: But it happened to so-and-so. doesn't mean it's got to happen to me. Quit looking at the negatives that people's had in their life.
0: Look at the positives that people's had. Well, brother so and so didn't make it, but brother so and so made it. Well, this one backslid, but that one didn't. That young person is that
1: one's not doing it. That one's not shouting, but this one is. That one's not coming out, but this one's coming out. That one don't have their shoes on. This one's got his shoes on. Hallelujah. 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 Let's all worship the Lord right now. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, somebody lift up your voice unto the Lord. somebody, come on somebody, right now right now, I want somebody to carry peace back home with you I want somebody to carry peace back into your relationship I want somebody to get love back in your house, I want somebody to get the power of of God back in your soul and back in your spirit this morning
2: hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
0: Praise God. I I do apologize for preaching a long time this morning. But I tell you what I want us to do before we leave this place right now. I, I feel without a shadow of a doubt, God wants to do something great for somebody before we leave this place. But it's going to be up to you No one compelled Peter to follow the angel. God has given you a word from God. I believe if I've ever preached a word from God to some people in this house, I've preached a word of God to you this morning. But it's up to you. Are you going to get up? Are you going to get up? Are you going to get out? Are you going to make up your mind? I'm not going home the way that I came. I'm
1: not even driving back home the way that I come to church. That's how much I'm making a change. I've got my mind changed. I've got a new vision. I've got a new determination. I've got a new fire. I've got a new desire. I'm getting up. I'm getting up devil, I come to serve you. Notice I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm not only getting up, but I'm getting out of my problem. I'm getting out of my distress. I'm getting out of this prison. Hallelujah! Come on, somebody's shouting to God right now. Somebody's shouting to God with the voice of triumph.
2: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many? How many's got a problem? Anybody got a problem? Anybody got a problem
0: in this house right now? How many wants deliverance of your problem right now? Now, I know some of you may not can jump as high as you used to. And I know you may not be able to do a whole lot. But if you can dance, dance. If you can jump, jump. If you can shout, shout.
1: If you can lift your voice, lift your voice right now. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Glory, 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 glory. Devil, I got my shoes on. Devil, I got my coat on. Devil, I got my mind right. I got my spirit right. I'm on my way out. 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 out. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody just
2: shout, the devil's a liar. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
1: Glory, 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 glory. Praise God. Praise God. I'm shouting for revival. I'm shouting for revival. I'm shouting for an increase. I'm shouting for my blessing. I'm shouting for my lost loved ones. Somebody shout for your daughter. Somebody shout for your son. Somebody shout for your mama. Somebody shout for your daddy right now. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. out. Devil's looking and he's going, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. What you gonna do when the devil shakes his finger in your face and says, No, 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 no. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna shout anyway, I'm gonna worship anyway, I'm gonna believe anyway.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah 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 Praise God Praise God Praise God Woo <laughs> <inaudible> <brushing> Hallelujah 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen.
0: You could say, you could say, as long as I've been preaching this morning, I'm just getting y'all ready for Brother Mark's. (laughs) Y'all don't have to tell him I said that. But but anyway, make up your mind. Somebody, Somebody needs to spiritually claim this revival for my family. You need to claim it in Jesus' name.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Remember, remember the service tonight. Let's come here early. Let's seek the face of God. I believe God's going to give us a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this service tonight. You don't you don't want to miss it, church. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Amen. Let's come together as a church congregation. Let's celebrate what Jesus did for us on Calvary. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed. Remember, there's no choir practice tonight. All of our guests that are here, we're so glad that you come to be with us.